Aloha, everyone. Ronnie Landis here. Welcome to another edition of the official Ronnie Landis podcast show. And I am your host, Ronnie Landis. And I am so excited about today's episode. Uh, Before we jump into that, I just want to let all of you know that I am also the founder of the Holistic Health Mastery Program. This is a holistic nutrition certification course that I began working on about two years ago on the Big Island of Hawaii and then into Sedona um, and also finished up all of our bonus content here in Kauai. And what an amazing program this has evolved into. I could really talk a lot about my passion for this project and how it's evolved over the last two years, how we started with a 70 video curriculum, which makes up the certification course. And I've actually evolved it over the last six months or even the last 12 months into a 125 video course, um, 70 videos for the core curriculum, and then 55 bonus videos that are just amazing. I mean, really going into territory that I've never seen really explored to the depth that we go into on any other online program that's available out there. And I've done a lot of the online programs. So I definitely had a great foundation for how to create an innovative, a progressive, and a highly comprehensible course that really takes the student from the very beginning of raw food nutrition and superfood nutrition, plant-based nutrition, going into areas like tonic herbalism, going into really going into a lot of detail on different aspects of detoxification, cleansing, hormone balance, hormone-based protocols, um, brain health, neurological health. We even have a lot of videos on pregnancy health, preconception nutrition, cleansing, how to supply the right kind of fuel for a developing child, Um, so much more. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable what this course has evolved into. And really what inspires me every day is all the feedback that I continue to get from all the students that are enrolled in the course, how much they say that it's not only changed their health, how it's changed their perspective on the subtleties of nutrition, things that they thought they knew, but upon really getting into the course, they found so much more perspective around how to help their coaching clients, how to become more effective with their clients and with their family members or anyone that they're trying to help achieve results in their in their health and also their lifestyle and their, their life in general, but also just the the transformations that have occurred within each person that's taken the course in their overall life transformation. I mean, it, it's profound, it's humbling, and it's really empowering for continuing to upgrade the course each and every way. There's so much I could say about this, but I will just say that you can find more information about it at holistichealthmastery.com. And when you go to the website, you can sign up for the quick uh, email list, and that will get you the first three video lessons absolutely free, so you can get a little taste, a savory taste of what this course can offer you in your life. So go to that website, holistichealthmastery.com. So let's jump into today's episode. 
I brought on a very dear friend of mine, a colleague, somebody that I have looked up to in the health world for quite some time. His name is Christopher Aaron, and what an incredible, what a remarkable human being this is. I mean, there's so much I could say about him, but the real focus of this interview was on his journey as a raw foodist, how he got into the idea of, of vegetarianism and veganism, coming from a background that he wasn't really exposed to that at all, but he had some aha moments upon entry into the health world, and it transformed his life. He's one of those guys that I look up to because he lives it. He lives it full on, and he's not dogmatic about it at all. He's one of the most you know, composed and heart-centered individuals I've ever come across, but he's just really just a powerhouse, not just a powerhouse of knowledge, but a powerhouse of experience, and he leads 21-day and 40-day water fasts, which is incredibly inspiring for me. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to doing a 21-day water fast with him um, at some point, maybe when he comes to Kauai or at another junction that we get to meet up and do this together. But this interview was absolutely amazing. It was inspiring. We really dive into what fasting is, the art of fasting, the science of fasting, what everybody needs to know, whether they're going to do a water fast or they're just going to do a simple juice cleanse, a juice fast, and really just really great information to understand and to understand the benefits of intermittent fasting and and fasting maybe once a week as a regular thing that you do in your day, maybe on Sunday, taking a break from consuming caloric food and just doing liquids, doing juices, even doing a water fast once in a while, you know, one day every once in a while to test your limits and to see how it, it affects your health and affects your digestion and affects your mental clarity, all those things. Just a profound interview, one that I personally will be listening to over and over and over, and I know that you probably will be doing the very same thing. So without further ado, I want to introduce to you my friend, Christopher Aaron. Enjoy. Christopher Aaron is a trainer, speaker, and consultant who leads annual 21- and 40-day water fasts. He lives and promotes a high-raw vegan lifestyle. He has personally been a part of the 50-mile ultra-marathon and 100-mile ultra-marathon. He has completed seven Chicago marathons. He's been conducting his own raw food events since June 2009 and has done many green juice and raw food gatherings. He also played basketball at Syracuse University from 93 to 96. After 10 years in the financial world, he has been full-time in the world of raw food, fasting, speaking, juicing, running, and basically maximizing his God-given human potential. It is such an honor to have you on the show. It's an honor to be here, Ronnie. How are you? I am I am so fantastic. I I wow. just feel this incredible upliftment of energy, dare I say, uh the presence of the divine, if you will. I don't know how many people listening. I mean, if you've been listening to me for a while and and like yeah. the language transformation I've gone to gone through, 
then you probably understand what that means. All I mean by that is that I, I there's an energy that is residing within me that I'm aware of and that I finally just said yes to. Yes. And it's flooding my being. And being on the call with someone like you who completely understands that and lives that, it's such an honor. And I'm just looking forward to the, the trajectory that we're about to embark on. Wow. Well, first of all, I appreciate that introduction. And I appreciate being here too, man. It's been too long. It's been too long. Two years, Ronnie. Mm. <laughs> Two years. Yeah, that's right. And um, yes. before we were talking, <laughs> yes. I have to say you have an impeccable memory. You you yes. pinpointed the exact month that we last talked and also where I was at in my life. Which yeah. I was like, oh, dang, that's right. Like life's been moving pretty full on, but you like you you had that mark. You had that bookmarked. I was like, I, okay. I, I did. I did. <clears throat> Yeah. So, you know, I, I, the way I start these, these conversations is typically that I want to take a quick journey into the impetus for why somebody would start, um, any form of transformation. That's what I always refer to, by the way, is that it's not so simple as like, or it's not so superficial, I should say, is that, oh, we're changing our diet, we're losing weight, we're, we're um, you know, we have all these, these exterior goals, which are totally valid, but for me, I want to know what was the, 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 the spiritual, maybe the mental, emotional, and just the life impetus that somebody was, was brought forth into whatever, whatever path that they, they, they decide to dedicate their life to, um, I think that's really what I want to communicate to people and have people understand on a deeper level. So, yeah, what got you into into all this? That's a good question. And this is the honest to God truth. I was 23 years old. It was uh, the, the month. It was May of 1998. A guy, um, a financial guy came over to meet my mom and I was actually doing an Amway <laughs> meeting in my in my living room and um he said come i want i want to take you for a ride come with me and then we got in the car and then we, as we were driving this dude popped in a tape um by brian tracy whom i had never heard of at that oh, time no. called the psychology of success mm. within two minutes ronnie of listening to this tape um something in me exploded and i said this is just too good i never i didn't i didn't I just, I was like, that's what I want to do. I want, I want to be that. Mm. And then about two weeks after that, I quit my job that I was working. I was working in a factory at that time. I, I was at Motorola and then I started working in a factory mm. and I didn't like it. I was a young guy, but I, I knew I, there was something more for my life. And so at that moment while driving with, at, at the time, my mentor, I made a decision that I was going to become an entrepreneur and I was going to really go into the world of personal growth. And two weeks later, I left the job and I never looked back. I've either been self-employed or in business on my own since that time. And that was my launch into the world of personal growth. Mm. Um, to go a little deeper, about three years later, I started working with Anthony Robbins and Associates and started doing seminars. Oh, wow. And, yeah, motivational state. We were doing the board breaking, the firewall and all that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was amazing and it was great because I to me Tony is the best in the business for sure you know as far as changing a person's state and getting them to that next level 
And then three years after that is where I think a, a, another real life change happened. I went in September on September 1st of 2005 and I got a colonic for the first time. <laughs> true story, true story. And, uh, and the lady who gave me the colonic, I was a runner of that ran rest. She said, Chris, if you, she had to talk me into doing it because I didn't, I didn't really want to do it. So she took about two hours to talk me into doing it. She said, if you did it, if you do it, it'll improve your running. So she sold me. Plus, she was a yeah. beautiful woman. She was right. It's true. So I did the colonic. And then after I did that colonic on September 1st, 2005, it was almost like scales fell from my eyes. And like my former life never existed before then. I didn't like I was a big I was big into religion at that time and everything and nothing against religion, but at the time it was real big. Well, I, I, I became, I didn't want it anymore. And so she said, listen, I'm a raw foodist. And then she handed me a book, Ronnie, with three naked guys on the cover I of the book. I know what you're talking about. I swear about. to God, man. <laughs> and I read this book. It was, it was, it was, it was Nature's First Law: The Raw Food Diet with 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 Thor, Stephen Arlen, David Wolf, and R.C. Dini on the cover. I took about two days to read this book from cover to cover, and. It, it just, it impacted me because I didn't know about the whole raw food. I was a total cooked foodist. I was a standard American diet guy. I wasn't giving up my burgers or any, but at, when I read that book, that inspired me to, to go into this thing. And so that was my impetus, a colonic. And then I started dating the, the lady who gave me the colonic. We started a serious relationship for 13 months. Mm. And that was my, that was my, you know, transformation, if you will, at least on this path. Man, that brings up so much great stuff for me. It's it's funny <laughs> when I have these conversations because it's it's an it's a consensus in our world that we're quote unquote alone in the universe. We're isolated, and our experiences are are our own, right? They're 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 isolated to our own life journey. And um, when I have these conversations, especially what I'm getting right now, is how how you know, the commonalities, obviously we were both raised with athletics, both we love basketball and, um, you know, to the nth degree and, but more so on, on the personal development path, because, you know, it's very similar for me, but you know, when you bring up the fact that you actually worked with Tony Robbins, that just gives me goosebumps. Um, because I, I, to this day, I got to tell you to this day, as a speaker, I study speakers, right? And, and yes, people yes. that, that really inspire something in my spirit. And Tony Robbins today is still, when I look at, I like to look at people from where they were and, and where they are, you know, like 30, 40 years later and what keeps people at the top of their game. And, uh, you know, when I see Tony Robbins do interviews now, I just realize like, wow, like, you know, this dude is, and it's not about putting him on a pedestal. It's it's about the acknowledgement of the tenets of humility, of courage, perseverance. Like we were talking before, being bold as a lion with what you believe and being yes. independent of the um, perceived opinions of other people, how they're going to take it. It's something deep inside of us that that carries us. Um, you know, Michael Beckwith says that we are pushed by pain until we're pulled by a vision. Yeah, uh, and that's that's the thing that comes up for me, and I, I really appreciate that. You mentioned Brian Tracy, and you know that's uh, another one. I grew up in that world, that personal yes. development world, because yes. I was inspired. I was an athlete, but I wasn't introduced into that level of of psychological empowerment. Um, 
And I just feel like, you know, it's such a important thing that we get our, our, our mental faculties in check, especially as we're going to talk about fasting and raw food. Um, uh, you know, we'll get into that, but this is something that I've been wanting to like in my work and my messages, I get clearer about what that really is and not adopting somebody else's message, but really feeling like what is my true message and my role in this whole, like this whole kind of information overload, uh, world that we live in. And it's really about bridging different worlds, bridging the metaphysical and, and spiritual world with the real nutritional technology that we have. And getting our mind in check so we have an attitude that determines our aptitude in life. So we're not, even when you're cleansing or fasting, that brings up all the emotional off-gassing and all the traumas in the psychological programs. And if somebody doesn't have their mind finely tuned in a direction that they truly want and they're not empowered, then all kinds of chaos can go on with someone. And it, it really hinders their ability to... Pers- to, to, to um, to continue to move through that 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 uh, that detoxification phase. Yes, absolutely. And I I love the fact that you mentioned merging the different worlds because that's a big piece of the puzzle for me as well, Ronnie. I I believe one of my purposes, main purposes, is to merge the worlds of the spiritual world with regard to all the spiritual writings from the Bible, the Essene Gospel of Peace, the Magnus Opus, the Dead Sea Scrolls, the Apanishads. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big lover of the Bible, but I know a lot of people, maybe like in the raw or the vegan world, really aren't, I, I really aren't, simply because the people who profess to be, they don't necessarily live the message or they misinterpret, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of this stuff. Right. And I believe a big part, what I'm here is to bring both, the, you know, via to an example, to bring those worlds together, the personal development world, because like a lot in the personal development world, they don't know about raw food. They don't know about fasting right. or juicing or anything, you know, but they have a lot, but then there are a lot of people either in the raw or the vegan, they don't know about, they don't know about goal setting or things that you have to do in the personal development world or the keys, how to decode the Bible, you know, mm. which is like, people just don't know how to decode it, so they just dismiss it. They don't, they think, ah, oh, that's just fluff. It ain't fluff, you know, because I get, more, all my stuff comes from there, you know, but it t- so it, it's going to take, I call it spiritual hybrids, people who can relate to all and get the truths yes. out of those, all the different worlds. Dude, you know, yeah. all, so that we can relate to the world. I, I'm so glad that you have an athletic background, you know, with regard to sports and understand, you know, because there, that's a certain, that's a different world and being able to relate to people because that's what I think a main, a critical piece of that rite of passage that you talk about. It is being able to relate to the whole because we're one. And it, it, we're going to need relators. That's what a light worker is, in my opinion. Mm. It's someone who can wholly relate to all. So you, because you can't just be all on one side because there's another side because one side don't have all the answers. It, it, I mean, it's coming from a whole bunch, you know. And yeah. So, the, you yeah. know what I love about this perspective and what I get from you and why you're on my show because I'll be honest with you and everyone listening. There are a lot of very well known health um, people out there that, you know, might have good messages and they, you know, we could have a good conversation, but 
there's something that inhibits my desire to bring certain people on. I don't really care so much about like viewership, obviously, you know, marketing, whatever, like that's a part of it. But really, I, I, I can only bring somebody on if they have an illumination about them. They have a perspective that encompasses a wide circumference of of, um, you know, uh, I guess I'll just say perspective in terms that we're not this when, you know, a lot of people, when they hear the term raw food or veganism, there's all kinds of connotations. And I found most of those connotations, once you peel back the layers, are actually, um, and a lot of times trigger points when you bring these things up for people, it's, it's it relates to dogma or fanaticism that that is very prevalent in those worlds and i think that's because of the misinterpretation or or focusing on one thing and then making that your god and not actually um living you know a whole and not being able to see the whole of people like people are more than their diet right obviously that's that's a fuel source that's a fuel source but that's not that doesn't make somebody's identity. You can't define somebody by one thing. And so I really appreciate you mentioning that. And um, I would actually like to just kind of um, drop in on this really quickly, this idea of, of um, fanaticism or fundamentalism, because you, you live the lifestyle full on, and yet you don't have a dogmatic um, you know, element to, to the way you communicate. You know, right. Thank you. First of all, thank you for that. But I must sheepishly admit, maybe I would say maybe seven years ago, um, like in 2009, when I really got into the Internet, I think I may have came off a bit dogmatic, dogmatic. And there was a little there was like a little window where I was I was like, well, if you're not eating raw, you're this or that or whatever. So I, I had to upgrade my thinking. I had to change because and I had to think I use common sense like, listen. My mom never ate. Listen, my, my dear mother, who I love with my heart and soul, who's one of the greatest people, and I'm not being, she just, she just an amazing woman. You know, she was the biggest cook foodist on the earth. So am I going <laughs> to, I can't, I can't demonize her because nobody in my family is even a vegetarian. Right. <laughs> Talk about raw food. Nobody in my family or even Jeannie, I don't think was even raw vegetarian. So forget about vegan or raw. So I had to say, no, Chris, I think God just gave, you know, God gave you this opportunity to to be to be the change, to be the forerunner. You know, to be the example without judging anybody and just saying, "Hey, listen, this is something that was presented to me as a gift to use this information and to use the gift and to bless another people without judging them per se." Because mm. going raw don't give you all the answers. But at one time, I thought it did. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I thought the Holy Grail, and if you don't got it, sorry. So, you know, you know, we're all evolving. And I notice even in the raw world, people with the raw foodists, what I've noticed is that a lot of them are trying to dissociate, you know, they don't want to be identified as the raw person. You could look on look at Goji Girl, who used to be known as she don't want to it's it's just whatever uh what's her real name? Um she wants to be identified by her real name, chocolate face, uh, it's it's Sandy. Sandy, yeah. Even, even fully raw Christina don't really don't she doesn't go by that moniker anymore. It's just she goes by her full name Christina uh, Carrillo Bucaran. If yeah. you look, it, but years ago it used to be it always came up fully raw Christina, but now it's fully raw by Christina. You know, and so I see a lot of evolution in in all the worlds. You know, 
Yeah, you know, it comes up for me immediately. And I, I love this perspective. Um, I was listening to by now, everyone knows I'm a huge follower of Michael Beckwith, um, in terms of following his work. Yes, and, yes. and, um, you know, he was telling, he was telling the story of how he really got activated and the different stages he had to go through in order to finally say yes to what he calls the presence and, and, and give his life over to it. And he said that at one point he went by this other name. I can't remember it. It's, 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 um, you know, very, uh, you know, he just had, he had a different name that he went by. And then he, he came to this place where he realized, um, I'm living kind of like two different lives because Michael isn't growing, right? This other identity is the one taking the lead. And he said he, he, he dispelled or he took that name out and brought Michael back with up. And he said, Michael needs to grow into this. And I really took that deeply. I, I realized like, wow, how interesting how we oftentimes will compartmentalize our personality and, we will show up with a mask. And then maybe that mask is very inspiring, but it's not really the whole picture until we bring our actual selves, our, who we are. We bring all the, the puzzle pieces together. We can't really truly embody our, our full potential. Yeah, that's true. Um, that is so true. That's a great analogy. And I'm a, I'm a, big, I'm a fan of Michael Beckwith as well. So, man, that's awesome. Mm. That is awesome. And I got, you know, Ronnie, I don't know. I got to give a shout out, I, you know, Please. to uh, to my I, uh, a partner of mine who I used to work with. A lot. Uh, we did raw food events back in 2009. We haven't spoken in years, but I have to give her a shout because she really helped me a lot on this journey. Teresa Jordan. Yes. Got to oh. give her a shout out. Listen, one Teresa. of one of the best. This is why I have to give a shout out to T. Um, we did a lot of raw food events together back in 09 and 2000. Well, in 09. We didn't do any events together in 2000, but we hung out. And I learned so much from her. We, we used to forage. We went foraging for dandelion and, and sage and all types of stuff. But I saw a woman who lived this lifestyle full on, who was compassionate, who was what if she's probably the most generous person that I've ever known, without question. And just beautiful inside and out. And I haven't spoken to her in years. Um, but I have to give her a shout out because she was a big part um, of adding to my journey, not only as a, in the raw world, but as a man. She just a great one. Just nothing but, you know, got to, you know, I just remember that. I got to give her a shout out because I've done a lot of interviews where I didn't give her a shout out and I always, I always regret it. I was like, I got to give T a shout out because she helped me a lot. So yeah, absolutely. I, I love Teresa. She's such Thanks an amazing you. person and her husband yeah. and, and getting Bonnie. to hang oh, out with them yes. at like all locks. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like it. Yeah. And, and I'm definitely, thank you for bringing that up because it, it puts that bookmark in my mind. I definitely had thought about bringing her on as well. So I need to connect oh. with her because, yeah. um, you know, everything that you just said, just that's, that's, and you know, that really, um, solidifies really what I was trying to convey earlier about the people that I bring on is yeah. that people that that you know I'm not looking for perfectionism I'm looking for an embodiment of what you know people's actual message and um so yeah yeah she again again uh and Lonnie Jordan too um her husband he listen 
Lonnie, amazing man. Um, so shout out to you too, Lonnie. Um, but above all, shout out to T because mm. I learned so much from you and doing those events with you and tasting, just being, listen, tasting your food, which to me, Ronnie, I've been around this thing for a minute. I haven't tasted a raw food. I've been to a lot of restaurants and I love a lot. Love playing a rock, Karen's the whole truth, but T's cuisine was the best to me. <laughs> yes, I got to give Teresa George her props because I, I, I don't have an interview where I've actually gave her her props until now. So you're the first, bro. I've never really just, I've never verbally, you know, said T, thank you. So thank you. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Ronnie, for the, the allowing me the, um, the, you know, the platform to do so. It's my pleasure. I think it's actually the perfect place to do it. Um, she's definitely going to listen to this. So, yes. Uh, okay. So I want to jump in with you here. You know, let's talk about fasting and this idea around fasting, because again, it's one of those things that has a lot of cultural um, connotation. I've talked to different people from different spheres. That's what I do. I I jump in all the different circles here and I'm definitely really deep into the Chinese medicine circles. And I've talked to a lot of people that have differing opinions on this idea of fasting. And, you know, without going into all the details, one thing I've kind of learned is that people that don't have a great experience with either raw food or fasting, these concepts, they oftentimes will they will foo-foo it they will say oh well you know fasting you know it's a good concept but you got to be careful because you're going to catabolize yourself and and um you know yada 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 which you know it's it's there's a there's a method to all this there's a strategy to all this you don't just throw you don't just throw everything out and do just fruit right like there's actually a sophistication to this whole this whole conversation and these ideas so that's what I want to jump in with you right now. Like, sure. how did you get into fasting? And and you know, let's let's unpack that. Good question. Um, I got into fasting. Very few people would realize this from uh, back in two thousand and one from reading the Bible. Um, if you, if a person would take the time and read it, fasting is huge yeah. in the Bible. I mean, when when in the Bible where it says wait on the Lord or morning or whatever they wanted anything from God in the Bible, they have to fast. So guess what? In early 2002, I needed to create a couple thousand dollars to go on this trip. And I read in the Bible where Esther, she had to do a three day dry fast to get favor from the king. Mm. So that's three days on nothing but air. okay, to get favor. Well, I said, man, she did it. Let me try it. So, Ronnie, <laughs> as I'm sitting here t- talking to you, man, in February 2002, I needed a couple thousand because I needed favor. So I did three. Now, I was on the standard American diet at that time, right? Um, so I just, I was, so I was, so I was, you know, but still, that didn't, that didn't matter. I just, I, I did three days on nothing but air, no water. Right. And then I, I even broke the fast with rice and salmon. Talk about the worst way to <laughs> talk about the worst way to break a fast. Right. But guess what? I got the two thousand dollars that I needed. This is what happened. I, a, a couple of days after the fast, I went to my older sister. Right. And she's a model, professional model. But for, if, for asking my sister for money, is like trying to get. You know, trying to get sunshine from an Eskimo. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, well, guess what? To my amazement, she said, brother, 
you've been working real hard. Here, take the $2,000. And she blessed me, she, you know, with no strings attached or anything. It happened just like that. And I attribute it to the fast, that fast that I did. So I got the money that allowed me to go on this trip. So that's what got me into fasting. Um, so what, and then, so what huh? kept you into fasting? Is what, this is what kept me about three years after that. The woman who I who got me into raw food, she handed me a book. The second book she gave me, besides the Nature's First Law, was yep. called The Essene yes, Gospel. I knew it. <laughs> Ronnie Peepis. It took me maybe, it was a dollar book. It took me maybe 30 minutes to read it. But when I started, it was like my spirit was was confirming everything. I was, I was like, this is the Jesus. This is the, I, I, I believed it. It was, it was just real to me. And then if you read the book, the first thing he said before he got into the raw food, before he got into all that other stuff, and it's funny because if you read this thing, he mentions Beelzebub and Satan, but people, they just dismiss that. They said, well, we don't believe it, but we'll believe everything else. <laughs> they, they just say, well, that's what is in there, but they don't never acknowledge it. But the first, one of the first things he gave the, his disciples or the people that wanted to be healed is renew yourselves and fast. That was step one. Because until you fast, you're never going to overcome that which is within you, that 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 evil or whatever, that darkness within it in you. And that's really what got me. That was in 2005. And then I decided to do a seven-day water fast. Even though she she talked me into doing a 21-day juice fast. But I didn't finish it. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't finish it at that time. I just didn't have the mental resolve. But that's what kept me into doing it. It was this lifestyle, and so the Essene Gospel of Peace, the lifestyle, and and the Bible is really what kept me. And I've read a lot of esoteric books that you can't get. They're not sold at, at Barnes and Noble, like Anna, Grandmother of Jesus, the Magnus Opus, some of the greatest works, um, David Wolf's works, John McCabe's work. And fasting is the bottom line. It, it gets to the bottom of things. It represents, it, it's, the, it's the good news. It's the cross. It's the gospel. You know, air, fire, earth, and water is what leads to life. And fasting it's, 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 it's a pleasurable thing once you get into it, once you can get over those mental hurdles and get over those emotional hurdles, which most people have a problem with, you know, people would, because when we get bored, what do we do? We eat. When we're stressed, yes. we eat. When we're, when we're lonely, we eat. And fasting gets to the bottom of things and it, and it helps you to overcome your emotions. Wow. You know, yeah. it, it's such a, it's such a deep subject because we're not just talking about fasting from food we're talking about abstaining from the things that are holding us back in our life and that's a very easy concept to understand much harder to live um i found for me what's an interesting why this comes up even more for me right now is is you know after the last seven years or so being um a raw food and superfood enthusiast I've kind of seen the pattern now, like when you get into it, a lot of times your body is craving alkaline minerals and it's craving nutrients that, that you've pretty much exhausted or, or very realistically never really had. So you eat all these salads and you're doing tons of juice and you're doing <laughs> superfood smoothies with a hundred different ingredients and you, yes. <laughs> you do all that, right? And then if you keep walking the path, at some point, if you're listening to your body, which it took me a long time to really do, 
you meet some kind of threshold, right? Like all the receptors are filled up and then you start to notice this dynamic of like, oh, I'm not really hungry. Like, okay, I'm going to eat a bunch of salads because it seems like a good idea. But at some point you realize like you're looking at the salad that you made and you're like, it's beautiful. It would probably taste good, but I don't have any need for it. And then from there, that for me anyways, that was what started me to go in the other direction. I had to load up on things, but then I was led towards abstinence um, of, of food. And that's what I'm, I'm really living now is, is as a pathway towards metabolic mastery. But beyond that, um, you know, I'll just say really quickly, kind of like my I, I practice cyclic fasting. So eating one solid meal a day. You yes, know, my, yes. my friend Dan McDonald, he says that the master eats once a day. And <laughs> I really took that on. I was like, wow, that sounds like truth. Because when we talk about mastery, we're talking about mastering ourselves, our, our mental impulses, our emotional tendencies. And you really can't do that if you're suppressing it through putting things in. You actually have to release that aspect and then from there if you're genuine in your desire to to evolve then you start to actually all that stuff that's been um suppressed starts to come out on the table and you can see it like wow like i guess i am a little like agitated maybe i'm not showing up in my relationships completely authentically um maybe my pursuits in my life are not genuine and that needs to be um you know worked out so that's that's kind of been my experience with this yeah, and uh, wow, it's it's that's that's real talk, Ronnie. I like how you put that because that's exactly what it is. And going back to what you said earlier, it's a rite of passage. It's something that you know that you're, we're called to do, so that we can do what we came here to do. You know, it it, it brings us right to our purpose or our pure position. Mm. So that we can, um, so that we can do what we came to do. I, my biggest hurdle to overcome was because I would always, you know, you said something that was great. You said so that we can start showing up in our relationships fully, you know. And for me, the diet thing, eating, um, has been my biggest obstacle. As much as I preach about it, and fasting and doing all the fasting, I love how you said, yeah, making smoothies with 100 ingredients in them. We're putting spirulina, cacao, maca, all the superfoods, the mushrooms, throw out the shaga. The re- oh, yeah. And so um, I, I totally know that, you know. And But it's, it's this fasting thing that is the, this is where the rubber really meets the road. You know, it prepares you when you do start eating, you'll be ready. For the raw and in all of my in all of my time of doing these water fasts, I found that it takes 264 hours, which is equivalent to 11 full days to cross over from acid to alkaline. Mm. If you want your if you want your taste buds or your tongue to upgrade to be ready, it's going to take 264 hours, 11 days on water to go over. It won't keep you over. 40 days keeps you over, but 11 days will get you over. And it'll it'll go from acid it'll go from acid to alkaline, and it's just been amazing. I've had a chance to, to the last couple of years to lead two twenty one day water fasts on nothing but water. Uh, we did a little we did and for this last fast we did the three day dry fast the first three days, 
and it's just been it's been amazing. It really has. Mm, I'm curious. What what do you see as a facilitator? Um, what do you see um, people's experiences, maybe the, the ups and downs that people inevitably will go through, you know, doing yeah. doing a water fast like that? Okay, um, it, it's, it's sort of twofold because as we continue to grow and expand, my, my hope is to have a retreat or a place, maybe like in a Hawaii, in a, in a Kauai or Maui or some place where people can come and do it because our last couple of fasts, people have had, you know, there are people, most people would still have to work a regular job to do it, which is not ideal at all. Right. Okay. Because when you, when you fast, you really want to shut it down and come apart, you know, but a lot of people signed up because they know the rewards that come from fasting and all of the, there's just so many rewards and they were sort of at a desperate, desperateness. They had to fast Mm -hmm. or otherwise they wouldn't have, they would have lost some things. So ideally, you want to be in a place where you don't have the stresses of life, where you can get away from work. You can maybe get away from the, you know, if you have kids, you can maybe sort of get away from your kids for a little bit and come apart, you know, for a while. Um, the key is to be able to, to move, to walk in sunshine, get as much sunshine as possible, just to go outside and breathe good air and to drink good quality water. Our official water for our fasting group, Ronnie, we had an official water. Uh, obviously, you know, most people are going to go and find spring.com and get the spring, go find some spring water. So we, our official water was Mountain Valley spring water nice. because, because it came, it comes in glass. It has a 7.8 pH, a 8.2 coming off the ground, but it settles at 7.8 once it hits the oxygen. So we chose Mountain Valley. It's pricey, but we wanted the best. And, um, you know, it, it was something else. And we did 21 days because 21 represents breakthrough. Seven, seven represents, the number seven represents completion. And the number three establishes the thing. You remember the movie Beetlejuice? What did the, the girl have to say? Beetlejuice, 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 right? Mm. That's how it is with, 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 with fasting. You have to do three cycles of seven, and that gets you the breakthrough of whatever breakthrough you're looking for, be it financial, emotional, spiritual, physical. Um, there's, as we both know, there's only three ways to heal the human body, and we call it fast, faster, and fastest. Huh. Uh, yes, a fast way to heal is what? Just to eat the food. Eat fully raw, and if you eat fully raw, fully raw plant food, you will heal. A faster way to heal is to drink the blood of Jesus or the blood of juices. Mm. Just if you just drink raw, fresh, living juices exclusively, eventually you will heal. And then the fastest path, Ronnie, to healing is to go on water. Is to walk on water for until you're healed. That's what wild animals do. When a deer breaks her leg, what does she do? She go find a stream and just drink water until she's a hundred percent healed. Drinking water, going on a water fast, is the fastest path to healing the human body. Christopher, I have to jump in. That is so spot on. And you mentioned the examples of animals. I often say sometimes in lectures, what does an animal do when it gets injured? It does three things. It it finds solitude, quiet. It goes in a dark place and rests. It pretty much shuts down and sleeps. And like you just said, it will abstain from food. Yes. Right? So, yes, food is medicine, um, but that's, but there's, there's also little nuances that you're bringing up about the totality of the healing process. And I, I, I just want to, um, this is such an important point for people to get. And you mentioned it is that 
Um, the the idea of fastening, fasting, fastening. It's fast. Um, <laughs> the idea of it is a holistic life abstinence, right? So for twenty one days, the idea is that you're doing water per se, but you're also shutting your phone off. You're shutting yes. off the distractibility and the impulses that are nudging you from the world. You actually, because so much of our problems and our stress response is, is predicated on the, the influences of the world around us. Yes. Yes, sir. That's the truth. I mean, that's, that's one of the purposes of fasting, coming apart and shutting it down. You know, just for, hey, what's this? Listen, there's 364, technically 364 days in a year, not 365. I know that this year is a 366 leap year. But what's 21 days of just shutting everything down? What's 40 days? So you can sharpen your saw and then give the world the, 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 the other 325 days or 345 days, you know. But come on, this it's only 21 days or 40 or even 10 days. Even a person has to start at 10 days or 14 days. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not as difficult as a lot of us would, you know, would believe. And and for me, I think it's it's the secret key to abundance and success because it creates a vacuum in your body and the universe hates vacuums. And what does the universe do when it sees when God sees a vacuum? He fills it with good things. He does. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, um, you know. No, it's it's so great. I I often say I said in my last lecture, I really drilled this in. I was like, before we get into hormones, before we get into like (laughs) supplements, like we're going to go there. Don't worry. But (laughs) really, before we go into that, we need to actually understand the principles of hydration because that's what your cells are water bags. That's the information transportation medium. And that's what builds your blood. Look, it's water. So. The idea is that water is a powerful solvent and whatever problem you have in your life, water will dissolve the problem into a solution. Ooh, I like that. Yes. <laughs> I like that. All the free- that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so that I think what's, you know, with that said, I think it's leading me into this question. Um, we definitely doing a um a periodic fasting or an exclusion fasting is is very important, but how do we apply this principle to our daily life? Obviously, there's all kinds of um, uh, philosophies around intermittent fasting, which I think yeah. is a great upgrade to just how we live our life. But you know what? What I often see in these intermittent fasting circles is these different these different ways to still keep pretty much doing the same thing. You're just doing it at a different time period in your day, which has its benefit for sure. But it's like, well, hold on. And if we're going to create something new in our life, we have to be willing to start stepping out of what doesn't work. So if you're between 12 and 6 in your day, if you're still eating the same stuff, um, then, yeah, you will derive um, hormonal benefits. You might lose weight. And I'm totally I'm totally for that as a as a stepping stone. But oftentimes people will preach that idea and just rest on it and just say like, yeah, you can still pretty much do whatever you did before. You just do it in this small amount of time. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, right. I, I think, and that's fine. And, yet, and, there, and if you go online, there's so many intermittent fasting groups that are popping up and they're great. Um, but I want people to understand that fasting 
the purpose really of fasting is to transform. Thank you. It, the purpose of fasting is transformation. Um, to to get rid of the old and to bring in the new. That is the purpose of fasting. It's it's like that rite of passage. It's a bridge to transformation, so that you don't have to go back. It's break. So much happens during the fast. It's, it's unexplainable. And when a person goes on the fast, that opens the floodgates. It brings things to it brings things to you that would have never came to you had you not fasted. Right. It's it's, it's something that you know. We if you look at the word death, what do you see? Smack dab in the middle of the word death. You see the word eat, okay? Well, the word death starts with the letter D, which is delta, which means doorway. The doorway to death is through that which we eat. And so that, you know, the more a person eats, especially if they're eating anything, if they're not eating food that's designed for this body, that leads to death or the frequency of death. And the, and the only way out of that is to do the opposite, which is not to eat, give the body a chance to clear things out, you know, to, to, and so that, so that you can rebuild your life. The purpose of fasting is transformation. The purpose of tra- transformation is to be, to do, and to become. Mm. So, so some, and, and as, as it's pronounced, um, gnosis, praxis, and intelligence. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I hear yes. Tyler Tolman and Don Tolman um, bring that concept up. That's the truth. Love them. Love them both. Love them both. Yeah, you said something that I think is so critical is that basically we need to have more attention on our intention, right? So like essentially the problems that we face in our lives are an intention deficit disorder. Um, We don't have a real goal a lot of times. We get into this whole thing, but we don't have a goal to anchor us into actually like provide insights or strategies that would naturally come up for us when we have a trajectory trajectory that we're shooting for but a lot of times we're just blind we're blindly going along hoping that at some point this thing's gonna work out right so like you know we touched on it before but i'd love for you to 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 uh, maybe share a little bit more on the how important it is that somebody really gets clear on why they're doing this kind of thing or anything? Good question. Well, in regards to fasting, the why is very important in the beginning simply because when a person decides to take on a fast, even if it's a short fast of, say, three days, all the little the little voices, what I call the little demons, they just come up. <laughs> as soon as you make a decision that you're going to, okay, I want to upgrade. I want to start, I want to take my life to the next level. For whatever reason, that's where the resistance comes in. And if you don't have a strong why or if you're not ready, then normally most, a lot of times, that will talk you right out of your commitment. Okay? Mm -hmm. So just just going in, going into something like this, a person would definitely, you know, definitely have to have a made up mind, have to be committed and have to have show some restraint and self-discipline to be able to overcome their own self-talk. That's going to happen because every human being, at least that I've encountered, um, has his share of demons, you know. Yeah. And, and what I mean by that, just the negative stuff that's within us, the darkness that dwells within a man or within a woman. You know, from years of bad programming, from years of eating a diet that hasn't been ideal, from from your your grandparents, from their grandparents, from from a whole we just we just have stuff that needs to be, 
you know, cleansed out. And, you know, so when a person goes into something like this, they have to go in with a strong why and a made up mind. And I, you know what, Brian, I wanna, just want to really want to tell you, it's a baby step process. You don't jump out and start trying to do a 21 day fast. You start with three days, you know, <laughs> and then you say, OK, maybe I'm going to do a seven day juice fast and then do the seven day water fast. And you just build up slowly. You know, you never want to run faster than you can run. Because if you do that, you're, you know, a lot of times you're going to fall down and, and end up worse than you started. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important for, you know, the person they're looking at going this way to start on a small scale and then, you know, build them, you know, build up. But there are some times where, you know, people are in crisis and they really need a breakthrough. Well, in that case, if you know, then, then if they feel that they want to go 14, 21 days, then they can do it because most of us have it within us. If you're of sound constitution and you're fairly healthy, you can go about eight weeks on. You can, you can, you can, you can, you can go if, uh, eight weeks without food and still be okay. Uh, just a, just a per, you know, most of us. Yeah, yeah. I, so, um, it, we just make things a big deal when they really don't have to. Be, but, yeah. Wow, thank you for saying that right there. I, yeah. I just, I just wanted to just share very quickly. Um, it reminded me, I was doing an interview, um, uh, you know, an, a video interview for somebody, um, you know, months and months ago, whatever. And the question came up, okay, Ronnie, what is the thing that you can, you can recommend that could, could, you know, I don't remember the question, like save someone's life, you know? And I was like, do you really want to know? <laughs> and oh, wow. like, yeah, of course. Wow. I was like, here's the deal. If somebody has a marital issue, they have a personal turmoil, the doctor has told them, we need to operate, we need to get you onto chemotherapy right away, whatever the thing is, I said, this is the deal. Before you jump into the fear the fear program, before you go down that route, get on a plane, go to Hawaii, get underneath a waterfall, and then make your decision. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I funny, I had something very, I said something very similar to that recently. I said, okay, you're about to kick, commit suicide, just do a 40 day water fast first. If you still want to kill yourself after you finish fasting, then go for it. But I got it, you know? Because that's Mar- Marcus Rothkrantz was that guy. He was wow. that guy. Wow. Marcus Rothkrantz was that guy. Right, because people don't really want to die. They just have death impulses because they're just living out of harmony. We call that a Shen disturbance. They're just living inauthentically, so they're they're trapped, you know, in a corner. So that's like, well, shit, like, I guess I'm just going to check out. But then when you say something like that, like, well, just do a 40-day water fast, it presents a different option. And then people are like, huh. Okay, I guess I guess if I am gonna die, I might as well just give this a go. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and my my thing, you know what, Ronnie? You got to remember, most people' lives are filled with pain and boredom. That's just how that, mm. for, that most people' lives are filled with pain and boredom. So guess what? They want to get out of pain and they want to get out of boredom. Wow. And so they they. And so instead of wanting to be incarnated on this planet, they we make up. You know, heaven, we, we put heaven out there and say, God, I can't, I, I want to die because it must be better than this hellhole because I'm in all this pain. And if I'm in pain, I'm bored to death. So that's why I watch TV 24 hours a day and I got I to gotta be so involved there because life is boring to most wow. people because they're, they're in that, what I call that death frequency. 
mm. and most people live pain-filled, unfulfilling, boring lives. And in order to overcome that, it takes be it, it takes upgrading through purification. For that's that's step one, and then bringing in all of the uh, all the other things. But definitely cleaning the house has to be number one. Think about it. any turnaround specialist. The first thing they do is clean the house. In the movie Lean on Me. When the guy wanted to turn around the high school, the first thing he did, he cleaned house, he got rid of all the bad people, and then he can build from there. Yeah. Gordon Ramsay, the, the chef guy on TV, the first thing he does when he goes to restaurants to turn yeah. around, the first thing he does is clean house from top to bottom. Yeah. That's that's how you rebuild your life. You start by cleaning house, and then everything else comes after. It's so funny because when you do a, a more of a fasting approach, even intermittent fasting, you start to notice the clutter around you, like the stuff that you just, you just live with. Right. And like, yes, I was looking yes. at my room and I'm like, wow, like this really needs to be swept up. I need to, I need to clear the, there's physical positively charged electrons that are bound up with the dirt and that are actually creating a vibratory set point that. So when I go into my room, I tend to feel a certain frequency that's setting my my vibration at a certain point, right? So it's yes. like, wow, okay, maybe I should rearrange my mattress. Maybe I should get a new mattress, right? Maybe I should like <laughs> yeah. I should sweep up. I should clean the dishes. Like to that level of basicness makes a huge a huge difference in your state of mind. Yes, sir. I like how you put that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Wow. It's, uh, I, you know what? I, I'm really excited about this new age of Aquarius and Leo because Aquarius being the water bearer, people are going to start purifying their bodies. And Leo being the lion, you're going to hear truth roaring through, people roaring through throughout the four corners. And that's what you're doing, man. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, this new age is exciting. It's exciting. Um, so Yeah, yeah. Th- man, you, you just keep bringing up these really profound uh, wisdom teachings that like, I just keep wanting to push the button on all this. Um, but at this point I would love to, um, because you know, it's like these conversations get so good and it's like, Oh wait, how long it's been 50 minutes. Oh darn. Okay. Luckily I don't have any sponsors that are infringing upon the timeline here. So, you know, we'll go where it goes, but I would really love for the benefit of everyone listening. Um, can you talk about how you've been able to, apply these principles of fasting because obviously you're not fasting indefinitely right so like how do you apply fasting um to your your day-to-day life that's a good question i apply it to my life i'm i don't intermittent fast i eat i eat pretty regularly throughout the day i nibble i i graze i say throughout the day i have two i have two meals a day which normally consists of a huge green salad that I just love eating. I'm, I'm addicted to salads. Yeah. Right? I, I can't get enough of them, man. I'm serious. You know, I drink my, I drink my herbal teas my, with my yerba mate or peppermint tea and I eat my salads and I'll make a, you know, a zucchini pasta or whatever, uh, or my green, a green smoothie or, or juice. And I fast when I'm led to, um, okay. and now when I do a fast, I rarely do a fast of less than, than 11 days. That's usually the least. I don't. I used to fast. Usually, I used to fast one day a week or two days a week. But for me, it didn't really. It, it didn't really do. I'm not saying that it didn't inform me, but I just I prefer the extended the extended fast. 
And so I'm like, so like before this 21 day fast that we did on January 8th, my last fast was last summer for 11 days. I did an 11 day water fast and it was beautiful, but I was led on it because I needed, I needed to create, I needed to create some, um, some opportunities, which they, they always come. So I, so I did it. And after, usually when the fast is over, I have my next fast date set when I'm going to do another fast. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, you know, I don't, I don't have a set. It, it just has to come. It has to be organically inspired to come to me, which is normally two or three times a year, mm-hmm. but it's always extended. You know, my next fast actually is a 40 day fast and it's going to be at the end of spring. <laughs> it's, let you know. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's actually going to be 40 days, uh, 21 days on nothing but water and 19 on green juice and green juice. only. it'll be my first 40. I've never done a 40 day before. Okay. Yeah. Um, wow. You know, do you, what, what are some of the, the suggestions that you would, you would provide to people listening to this that are obviously if they're listening to this up to this point, they are, they are in the game. They're in tune with this. They're interested, right? Okay. So what are some of the, you know, maybe, um, simple advice that you could give to somebody who's really interested in this, but they do have a job. They do live in a city. They, they have obligations, right? Um, but they want to really derive the benefits of this, this lifestyle to the point that they can, what are, what are some, some things that they can shift in their life to, to do that? Well, I would just say, if you do have a job and you're in a city, just eat as clean as you possibly can. That's number one. And, um, I used to say, well, you know, if you have vacation with your job, most people don't want to take the two weeks they get for vacation, the three weeks they have for vacation to go on a fast. But they're like, well, I want to enjoy my vacation, you know. So if you don't want to do that or anything like that, I would say, you know, start on a small scale and, you know, maybe do a seven day juice fast or 14 day juice fast while you still work. Or you can do, I, I have I have friends who've done 21 day water fast while they had to work. It can be done. You just have to pick and choose your spots, you know, maybe take your water to work with you to have a, if you have a fridge at work, you know, you can keep your water, half of your water there and half at home. It's just, um, it's just a decision, you know, mm. And get have your support systems like have your you know tell your family and fr- tell your people who are going to support like if you have a family let your family know that this is what I want to do and and they will if you if, I think the most important thing Ronnie if you if this is something that you want to do create a support system around you because if you have a support system that will do two things number one it'll hold you accountable and number two it'll support they'll support you through it they'll make sure you got your water if you tell people that you trust. Because you can't tell everybody because it'll scare some people and they'll 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 put you down for it. They'll say, well, that's crazy. You shouldn't be doing that. So you don't want to tell everybody. You only want to tell people who are going to support you. So if you go to work and you have some friends at work and say, this is what I'm going to do. Get a support team and have them support you, especially your family and your friends. And then you can do it. Um, I encourage now. There's a difference between fasting and juicing. Juicing isn't fasting. Fasting is simply water and air only. That's what fasting is. So you know, juicing is good. It'll 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 bring you health. It'll bring it'll upgrade everything. But fasting is more for like that spiritual purpose. If you're if you're looking to create opportunities, create more finances, to create things along those lines, then fasting is water and water only, water and air only. 
I dang you what you just said just triggered something really beautiful in me. Um, something I had thought about but um, not really articulated is that oftentimes we we allocate our our ups and downs emotionally towards our net worth. So our value system is based on our net worth when it should probably be on our network, you know, the relationship. Yes. But, but, you know, you just said something really pivotal. And I think this is, you know, what I would love to bring into the success mindset is that, you know, oftentimes we think that we don't have enough. We don't have the money that we need to do something. And so we have to sit put in our house or whatever in order to get the resources to do something. Um, but, you know, this is the point I wanted to just kind of um, piggyback on to is that the insights and the level of clarity that you can get from an approach like this, like just doing, uh, you know, a, a certain amount of, of fasting, that's really what you're trying to seek. You're not trying to seek the the physical manifestation per se you may think that's what you're looking for but you're actually looking for a direction and your mind is clouded and you're overrun with possible fear so it's clouding your your mind and you can't actually pinpoint what the right thing to do is to get to that said goal right so like if you want to create financial success like you said you need to have mental and emotional clarity on what the actual steps are going to be right for you because something for someone else is is totally their own path but for you it's going to be unique and you got to have clarity to to get there that is well absolutely money and what this does is that it brings solution because all that water is going to do is flood your temple with light. Water contains all the frequencies of light. If you look at the word solution, it starts with the letters S-O-L, which which means in most cultures, sun or sun. light, oh, sun. Yeah. And so when they wanted solution back in the day, you went to solve or the sun, the father of all living things right. to get solutions. And what do you do? You flood your body with that light. And, and then downloads a solution will come. They not, it's not that they might come. They are going to come. It's a law and it happens. Right? I've lived in Scottsdale, Arizona for four years now. And the only, the only way I've been able to live here, and this is the most bougie place I've ever been. Trust me. Good place, but bougie ever. The only, the one thing that has kept me here and kept me afloat and moving forward with, in, in Scottsdale is this fasting. And in and the Lord and God, you know, mm. and being able to create. And uh, and you're right. In our com- in our country, um, net worth is big. Most people put a big stock on their worth because we live in a capitalistic society. You know, this country was founded on cap- it's, it's capitalism. And so net worth is like your worth per se. But, you know, I like how you said network. <laughs> But, you know, in our society, because money is, we, you know, we're not in the barter system. So obviously money and financial power is critical simply because that's just what we're under right now. That's what the world is. You know, you got to have it. And um, so being able to, you know, get that balance when you have the abundance that you need so that you can be able to do with your dharma and then to be able to help those who don't, you know, who need as well. The, you know, the universe of God sends you. But that's important. That's important. That's a whole nother thing. <laughs> yes. Do you do you feel that you said something really important is that the insights might not come, they are gonna come. And yes. 
people on the deep level kind of know this already. And I'm wondering, do you think that it's actually the fear of that reality that they actually know that they're going to get the insights and they're afraid that it's going to change their life? Quite frankly, absolutely, Bernie. I think we fear our own light, per se. Yes, absolutely. If if the, the fear is real and we fear our light more than we fear our darkness, but the thing that's holding us back is not necessarily our ignorance anymore because this is the information that everybody knows almost everything now. So it's not the fear. I mean, it's not the ignorance that is really holding us back. It's our fear, you know, because once you know the only thing, you know, the only, the acid test then becomes getting over the fear so that you can do, so that you can become. And it's fear, man, that's really, that has us. But one of the great things about fasting and, and upgrading our bodies, and it eliminates the fear and the worry and the un- lack of certainty. You know, you move from belief to knowing. You no longer believe a thing. You know a thing. You standing on things like, no, I don't believe this anymore. I know it, and I'm willing to go all the way. I'm willing to pay the price now for it because I know it to be true. Right. Yeah. Right. Wow. <laughs> like, there's no longer belief. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that just on my end um, to shed more light on those little things that you know, continue to, to keep us in a straitjacket, so to speak. And I really appreciate your perspective, your passion, your experience, and the light that you hold so brightly in the world. Thank you. Man, wow, Ronnie. I received that, man. And I thank you, Ronnie. I've actually, I've been following you, man, probably for the last five years, since I believe 2011, into 2010, I've seen your evolution, man. Um, um, the books and just everything, and you know, that you're doing all your, your your lectures and retreats. And my hat is off to you, brother. And I know that at some point, it may be this year because I'm planning. I got me and a couple of friends who finna get that water fast. We were already planning the trip to Kauai. I wasn't gonna say anything, man, but we're coming to Hawaii this okay. year, and we'll be there for about a month. And uh, it's going to be at the latter part of summer. I, I believe the Cubs, I'm a big Cubs fan. I believe they're going to win the World Series. I'm going to be in Chicago at that time. But it'll either be after the World Series or maybe before that uh, Hawaii is on the agenda. Me and a couple friends from the 21-day fast, we're already booking, making plans for that. Well, I'll tell you what, man. You you keep me updated on that. And if it's totally solid and it's, it's, it's happening, yep. let me know. I want to okay. be a part of it. I, I have not done that kind of fast it's been on my radar i even talk about it just from the the observation perspective and whatever the science but the but i know but i also know that i haven't wanted to do it like in a city or while i'm living my life like i have to carve out that time to go deep with it so when that when that happens you let me know i'm there wow man i will i definitely will i definitely will learn cool Man, thank you so much for being on, and thank you for having me. My pleasure. And what? Where can everybody find out about you? And also, you know, please, please share even more on any of these retreats or anything else that you're you're you have lined up. Right now, the best place is just Facebook. If anybody wanted to reach me, Facebook. I don't have my website anymore um, because of a partnership thing, but. 
it, just Facebook would be the best, be the best. If anybody wants to reach me, there'd be as far as fasting group fast. The next one won't be until January first of next year. But so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's about it. <laughs> you know, yeah. our, the group thing. So yeah. All right. Well, everyone listening, I hope that you enjoyed this even a fraction as much as I did. I'm uh, well. So, so grateful for this opportunity and really hoping that all of you found some aha moments, some insights, some wisdom that resonates with you that not only sounds good to you, but that you can take with you and install into your lifestyle. Do something. Um, yeah, that's the, I, I keep coming back to that after these, these interviews, do something with this information and the passion that you're getting, because ultimately the goal of all these conversations is to ignite a spark of passion within you that allows you to realistically transform your life. So with that said, thank you for tuning in. We'll get, we will check you out or you'll check us out on the next interview. Aloha. Aloha, Ronnie. Thank you. Mm-hmm.